0: Do you want to get smarter but hate learning? (laughs) Do you want to grow spiritually but just don't feel like going to church or reading the Bible? Do you want to make friends but just don't feel like meeting people? Does it feel like your emotions are running your life? If so, then you're like the millions of other people who've all wanted to grow emotionally, spiritually, relationally, and mentally, but just didn't feel like putting forth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. F.F. F. Woody Cook, TCVY. I was like all of you who wanted to grow in all those areas, but just didn't feel like putting forth the effort. This was me three years ago. Disgusting. I was living in a one bedroom apartment stuffing my face with junk food. I wanted to be physically fit and healthy, but I just didn't feel like putting forth all that effort. That's why I teamed with a high school gym teacher and we formulated a special product called Polyoxenextromat 32. That's right. Polyoxenextromat 32 will help you grow spiritually, mentally, physically, and relationally, but won't make you do anything. All you have to do is take this with a glass of water and you'll find yourself growing in all these different ways. It's amazing! Check out all these people that have benefited from it. I never felt like exercising, and I still don't. But with new Polyoxin eczema, I don't
1: have to. And it's delicious.
2: With new
0: Polyoxin eczema 32, I'm growing spiritually by leaps and bounds. I've got a new friend. Polyoxinix from Map 32. That's right. Me and this little pill hang out two to three times a day as needed. Side effects may include but are not limited to dry mouth, body ache, headache, night sweats, choking, dry heaves, temporary schizophrenia, abnormal menstrual timing, weight loss, weight gain, Aquaman, loss of teeth, loss of hair, loss of sight, loss in general, lack of growth, extreme swelling of one or more fingers, body disformation, death, fatigue, Diarrhea, involuntary trichotillomania, and sweaty palms. Please consult a physician. What are you waiting for, wacky pants? Why don't you go out and buy a bottle today? Or call me now? Polyoxonex for Map 32, now available at all participating Ace and True Value hardware stores. <laughs>
3: Wouldn't it be great if there was a pill that you could just take and all of a sudden grow and all of a sudden get physically fit and all of a sudden all your relationships start to work and maybe you had a test at school so you take the pill and then boom, you're ready for it or you've got something going on bad in your marriage or relationship and you take a pill and it's all taken care of and you want to grow spiritually, you take one of the pills and then boom, you're strong. It just doesn't quite work that way, does it? Nevertheless, there's a lot of claims, if you just watch TV, a lot of claims that you can do things quickly. You can get rich in three easy steps. You can fix your relationship in five steps. You can become better parents in three easy seminars. You can get physically fit. You can lose 10 pounds in 10 days. All over telephone poles, all over town, isn't it? Little red sign. Everything says minimum input, maximum reward. So people start to live their lives wanting to put in the minimum amount of effort to get out the maximum reward. And then we start living our lives wanting to hit the lottery spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, hoping that there's just something that we can just put in a little bit of effort and get maximum reward. But it doesn't work that way. Anything that grows takes time. If, th- if something is going to move from point A to point B, if something's going to grow, if something's going to evolve, if something's going to change in my life or yours, it's going to take time. It takes time to grow. Growth doesn't just happen overnight, especially spiritual growth, emotional growth, relational growth. It just doesn't take place overnight. If you're here for the first time, we're in the middle of a series called The Core. And we're talking about the core purposes of LifePoint, the things that we wrap everything around, the things that we think about when we think about Sunday morning, when we think about what's going to happen with the future of our church. These three things we think about when we're talking about anything to do with LifePoint, and that's reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. Last week, I talked about reaching up. Today is about reaching in and next week is about reaching out. Last week when I was talking about reaching up, talked. I talked about how we want to be a come-as-you-are church, a church that no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, whether you've known Christ for just a few days or for decades, that we can come alongside of you and help you grow in your faith. We want to be a come-as-you-are church. So, last week, this week, and next week are kind of like commercials for LifePoint, to let you know more what we're about, to let you know more about what the future is, to give you an opportunity to commit to membership. If you've been a Christian a long time, that's great. We invite you to come alongside of us and be a part of our church, and you grow and you help us grow. If you haven't known Christ for very long or you don't know him at all, you're still welcome right where you are. You don't have to get yourself fixed up first to come to church here. Another thing I mentioned is that Life Point is going to be about one life at a time. One life at a time. If you read in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four books that tell about Jesus's earthly ministry, Jesus was always walking from town to town, having thousands of people follow him, dealing with this, dealing with that. But If you read about his life, he always had time to stop for the one, whether it was the the crippled beggar that needed help or it was the one little child that needed to sit on his knee or the, the woman who was a prostitute or the person that had just lived a lonely life and was just looking for answers. Jesus always had time to stop and listen to and talk to the one and that's what we want to be about is the one person the one person that moves from having maybe no faith at all all the way over to having a faith and being involved in a community of believers that helps them change everything about them helps them change their life helps them change the way they see god the way they see church growth is for everybody everybody When I talked about reaching out last week, I talked about growing in our relationship with God to where we see worship as all of life. Worship is not just what happens right here on Sunday morning, but worship can be our entire lives, the way we interact with people in the world, the way we interact with people at our job, the way we interact with our spouse, the way we raise our kids. All of that can bring bring recognition to God, and all of that is worship. We're created to connect with God. But we're also created to connect with each other. And what we try to do is provide environments for you, one life at a time, to connect with each other, to connect in an an environment where you can grow. So by reaching in, what we're talking about is, is reaching in and taking a step across the line into community, into service, and getting in an environment, one of our environments at life point where you can grow. Christianity is not meant to be lived out in isolation. It's meant to be lived out in community. And when you get involved in community, you get involved with other people through service, you grow closer to them, you grow closer to God, you learn to lean on each other, and life just works better in the context of, of community. What we want to do is create continually create environments for growth. Whether that's serving, whether that's participating, getting involved, whatever. And those environments are created not for us to grow, not just for the church, not just for us to fill up slots, not just for us to run a church, but for you to grow. See Some people might think, well, they have a need, so they're going to do a sermon on getting involved. You you have a need. You have a need to get involved in community, to get involved in an environment and connected to an environment and a group of people that can help you grow. And we, in leadership, recognize that as a need every single person has. So when we ask for help in something, when we say we've got an opportunity for you to help over here, it's because you have a need to be connected with other people. And if you'll step out of your comfort zone and step across the line and do it and get involved, you're going to experience church, you're going to experience Christ, and you're going to experience relationships with people that you, like you've never experienced before. One of the things we're going to do next week to help you grow is ask those of you that want to to commit to membership at LifePoint. Membership at LifePoint is a little different, maybe than, than the way you've experienced before. Membership at LifePoint is not something that we bestow upon you and stamp on your head and say you are now a member. You you know, pick up your card in the back. Somebody will be there, to take your picture. That's not what membership at LifePoint is. Membership here is a commitment that you make to this group of people, and you say, "I want to be involved. I want to be connected." To grow in anything takes commitment, no matter what area of your life. It takes commitment. That's why when you see the membership covenant, there's three things that we ask everybody committing to membership to agree to. And here they are. Commit to getting in a group, in a small group, because we believe that can change your life. Commit to serving. That can change your life. And to commit to giving generously. Jesus talked as much about giving and as much about money as he did anything else. So it's something that we need to be committed to. And all three of those commitments come from Scripture. Every week we hand out Bibles. And as they're coming down, if you don't have one with you, just indicate to the people bringing them down and they'll give you one. If you forgot yours, if you don't have one, it's yours to keep. Just take it home with you. In Matthew chapter 19, which is the first book of the New Testament, a young man came up to Jesus and he had a question. He came up to Jesus and he said, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? He wanted to know, what do I have to do to get this thing I keep hearing you talk about called eternal life? This young man was rich. No doubt he was really popular. And he wanted to know, Jesus, what's the fast track to grow spiritually? What can I do? Have you got the list? Because I'm good at lists. I want to bypass the part of growing. And I just want to be grown. He's saying, give me the quick fix. But the problem is, there is no quick fix to growing spiritually, to growing relationally. It takes an investment of time. It takes an investment of of effort. I mean, you didn't wake up one day and just all of a sudden poof, grown up, did you? I mean, it took a lot of trial and error, didn't it? I mean, to get from from elementary school to middle school to high school to college to marriage, I mean, it took some effort, didn't it, to get where you are in life? You didn't just blink your eyes and all of a sudden start enjoying what you enjoy now. You didn't just blink your eyes and all of a sudden you were mature. It took a lot of time. It took lot of effort. It took you getting outside of your comfort zone and saying, I need to grow. I want to grow. Think of yourself many, many years ago. Take a look at this picture on the screen. Guess who that is? That's me. (laughs) And hair was blonder, more of it. I think that, that shirt's coming back in style, though. Somebody told me that was a very cute picture of a little girl for <laughs> service. But think of yourself when you're 10 or 11 years old or just think about yourself in the past. Because when I do, there's a lot of things that happened between then, late 70s, to now. A lot of joys, a lot of mistakes, a lot of things I wish I could do over. A lot of things I wish I hadn't done. A lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of confusion. But all of those things came together, and they do in your life too, to make you who you are today. I didn't just snap from age 10 or 11 to where I am today. That's not the way it happens. Living things grow. And sometimes it takes really stepping way outside of our comfort zone in order to do it. It takes effort. I mean, I didn't acquire this physique. I have without a lot of effort, right? It took a lot of burritos and Krispy Kremes and and all that to get where I am today. Anything that grows, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort, and it's going to take us. If we're going to grow spiritually, you can take that picture off now, spiritually, (laughs) emotionally, if we're going to grow like that relationally, we've got to step way outside of our comfort zone sometimes and say, you know, this is not comfortable, but I'm going to do it. You know, if this young guy in Matthew 19 that was talking to Jesus, if there would have been a pill, I think he would have taken it because he wanted to know what's the quickest way And Jesus responds, in essence, telling him there is no quick way. In fact, there's no comfortable way. And, young man, if you're going to learn to grow, you're going to have to remove the things that keep you from fully and completely and totally committing to me. In this guy's case, it was money. What is it in your case that is in the way of you experiencing growth, experiencing community, experiencing connectedness. This young man went away sad because he was unwilling to take a step across the line, get out of his comfort zone, and get involved in what God would have him be involved with. What's keeping you from stepping across the line and taking, taking advantage of an environment that we have at LifePoint to help you grow? Because we don't just do that just to have church. We provide opportunities and environments like whether it's set up or tear down or leading a, a small group or being in a small group or doing the cafe or doing the info booth or teaching our little children. All those things are created for you to have an outlet to grow. Those environments are put together so you can get in there, you can get plugged in there and really experience true biblical community. And sometimes it's just going to take you saying, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to step outside of this comfortable place I'm at, and I'm going to do it. I'm just going to serve. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Yeah, it has been about three months. We haven't had one of those sermons on getting plugged in and serving and getting involved. Well, you're going to keep hearing those. Not because we have a need, but because you have a need. Because you have a need to be connected with other people. And if we're not going to do it like that, if we're not going to help people get connected with each other, then why do we even exist? If we're not going to create environments where you can take your next step in your spiritual journey, where you can grow in your faith, then why even exist as a church? Why not be at the lake this morning? So we're going to continue to talk about it, and it's going to continue to be part of who we are. So when you hear about reaching in, you're going to know we're talking about True biblical community where we get together, where we grow together, where there's environments for you to be involved here and there and all over the place. And that might be in a leadership way. That might be in just hanging out. That might be getting involved with a men's Bible study, a women's Bible study. Whatever that is, get a hold of an environment where you can grow. If we're not providing that, then we're not doing what God has called us and, and every church to do. You know, I wish I could just say those of you, because half of you don't even need to hear this because you know the benefits. You know the benefits of being involved in one of those environments. And whether it's showing up at 6 a.m. to set up or practicing uh, every night, every Thursday night to 11 o'clock in the band or whatever you do to help this church go, you know the benefits of that. You know what it's brought to your life. And I wish I could just parade everybody down here across the stage and let them tell you, this is what getting involved has done for me. This is how it's changed my life because I've seen people move from not being involved at all, from being marginal, from being isolated into an environment where they can grow and growing and then pulling other people in and saying, you got to get in on this. It's the greatest thing I've ever experienced. There are a few people that I am going to let you hear from this morning. Take a look at the screen.
1: Before I was on staff at LifePoint, I was part of a community group. I still am in other churches, I've been part of groups and the reason is is because of relationships. I value what the relationships can mean in my life and to be able to open myself up to others to, to help me to grow in my relationship with God, with others and um, that's just been really meaningful to me. Again, it's taken an investment on my part to open up, one to go two to open up and start you know to be comfortable with sharing and allowing people uh, to challenge me and and my growth and to also help me through things and
2: you know a little over a year ago god put it on my heart that that volunteering for the kids was something that i really needed to be doing and he has blessed me in so many ways Uh, each week uh, in a different way and seeing the kids grow and, and seeing myself grow just really lets me know that that's where God wants me to be at Life Point. I started going to Life Point about two years ago and uh, got involved with the band. Um, I'm a music teacher and I can't sing like Joel, can't play drums like Pat, uh, but I can play the bass. I can do one thing and so I like that I get to contribute. I've always felt like church with something that you do not something you just go to and so this is a place where I can go and do I can plug in I can contribute something
1: so wherever a few people are gathered with a set purpose and they're meeting on a consistent time frame that's an opportunity for community to happen
2: each week is, is a different blessing to see the kids praying with each other praying for each other and really just getting to know each other and getting to to know Jesus just a little bit better. It's just been again just a tremendous blessing in my life and each week I look forward to to going in there and sharing the the knowledge that I have with them and helping not only them grow but again um, helping myself grow in so many different ways. Um, It's been a great source of fellowship. It's been a great source of community for me. Um, Getting to know the other guys in the band Um, we've been through some things either personally, just being able to be there for each other, um, and being encouragement to each other, um, has been great for me. I feel like for me, when I'm participating, um, everything about church and my relationship with God is more real. It's, it's not an event, it's not a, uh, a thing in my schedule It's part of who I am. And so, I just can't imagine not being involved in some way, and whether it's, it may not be the band for someone else. It might be any other uh, area. The area doesn't really matter. What matters is that um, you're investing yourself, that you're um, taking the initiative yourself. I would say for someone who feels disconnected, who feels like church isn't relevant for them or they don't really see how how Christianity can be relevant, I would encourage them to to get involved, to the more you give of yourself, the more you're going to grow. The more you, you connect with people, the more relevant it's going to become. Um, and you will grow. You'll grow in your relationships, you'll grow. Um, you'll just understand God better because um, God gives and God wants to connect.
0: Since I've been coming to life point, I've been helping with the, I've been getting up early and helping with the kids' rooms and the cafe with Janelle Murphy, and Jen Adema. And it's really fun to get up and help, and help set up because since we're in a movie theater, we can't just leave it there. That would be kind of distracting when you're watching a movie.
1: All of us have the desire to do community, to, to want to have relationships that are meaningful. And at the same time, that's going to take initiative on our part, to take that step to go and sign up to be in a group or to sign up to be a leader in 252 or to do set up and tear down where relationships are happening around the task at hand it's an investment it gets us out of our comfort zone but it is well worth it.
0: You ought to get involved with like setting up, tearing down, helping with the kids, getting, getting in a group cause you'll be glad you did.
3: Life is just better lived In the context of community, got three people going to illustrate community for us. Where are my other two community people? (laughs) We're not supposed to talk. It's okay. (laughs) Life's better lived in community. For me, the first time I ever experienced community or an environment where I could could be myself I was in college and and I got invited to this little group of people that met for Bible study and I was the last person you could ever imagine would want to go to something like that I was more comfortable I was more comfortable sitting at the bar or on the dance floor than I was at a Bible study and somebody asked me to go and I thought yeah I'm going to go and I got long hair and spandex which I'm not proud of but I'm <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to go to this Bible study and and, and and they're going to reject me. I know they're going to reject me. They're not going to accept me. It's going to be terrible. And that one group of people changed my life. And I was sure it wouldn't work. Through that group of people, I came to know Christ. Through that group of people, I met my wife. Through that group of people, I grew. And community and an environment where I could be accepted, where people loved me, Some people I made angry, some people made me angry. You know, that's just part of life. It wasn't perfect, but it was a place where I got to grow and it changed my life. And without that, 18 years ago, I don't think I would be standing right here today. I think God used that to bring me along to where I am today. In the New Testament, the book of Acts talks about community. The book of Acts is the record of how the first century church began and started to meet and started to expand and started to multiply. And in Acts chapter 2 and 4, there's some really really neat things that are said about this group group of people that got together as the church and experienced community. Acts 2 verse 46 and 47 says... Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Acts 4, verse 32 says, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own. But they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money to, from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. That is a perfect picture of what reaching in is all about a perfect picture of what community is all about. We need to make sure that we're all in a place where we can grow, where that vertical relationship we have with God filters out into the horizontal relationships we have with each other. And sometimes it's the other way around. You start with the horizontal relationships, and you get to know people, and you get involved in their lives, and then that turns into the vertical relationship with God. You were not created to do life alone. You were not created to live over here, away from community, in isolation. How would you rather handle conflict in life? Here, all by yourself, with nobody to talk to and nobody to get involved with, or over here with people that you can sit and talk with and pray with and share your concerns with and your anger and your hurt? Where would you rather experience that? Over here, all by yourself, or over here? How would you rather experience conflict in your marriage? Over here, all alone, just praying that Dr. Phil has just the right topic that's going to help you that week? Or would you rather experience it over here in community, in an environment where you can talk to people about what's going on in your life? Where would you rather deal with temptation? Over there, all alone? Where would you rather deal with hurt? Where would you rather deal with rejection? All alone or in a community of people? And at LifePoint, that community looks a lot of different ways. It might be the group of people that that set up the stage on Sunday morning. It might be the band. It might be the the set-up and tear-down people, the cafe people, the, the, the people that teach our children. It might be in a home, sitting around a dining room table, having a Bible study. It might be a men's group. It might be a women's group. It looks a lot of different ways, but what I'm trying to get across is reach in and experience community the way the people experienced it 2,000 years ago. The way they shared their lives with each other. Because if we're not doing that, if we're not moving towards that, if we're not trying to say, okay, I've got to slow down, experience community, and help grow in my faith. If we're not helping you do that, if we're not encouraging you to do that, then I don't, I'm do not i not sure why we would exist. If we're not helping people get closer to God and live a relationship where Christ's teachings are relevant in their lives. If we're not helping with that, we should be at the lake this morning. Today, I would ask everybody to consider finding a place and consider getting involved in a community where you can grow in your faith. Reach in, get involved, and grow.